Are you not entertained? Was that the tiger? That was the tiger. <laughs> <laughs> I, I freaking uh, love this movie, man. I gotta say, I saw it once and didn't care for it, so I never watched it again. I know. Yeah. That's a shame. I mean, it is kind of generic in a way, but it's a, it's just really well done. I'll watch it again. I didn't really care for... I don't really care for Russell Crowe, I guess. I, I guess that's what it really comes down to. Mm. I can understand that. I liked him in Virtuosity. Did you ever see L.A. Confidential? No, I do want to watch oh. it, though. I know, I know. Dude, that is a movie that must be seen. I know, I gotta watch it. Especially now that I live here in Confidential. Mm. I really like this song. I had this album. I'd probably listen to it. You still have the album. Yeah, I, I have it. I probably listen to it like a hundred times. You know what I listened to it a lot? When I was studying and writing really? in college. I would just have it playing in the background constantly. Well, it's interesting you said you listened to it a hundred times because that is our topic today, folks. Um, what we feel are our favorite movie soundtracks. Of all time, and we're gonna go through our top one hundred, right? One top <laughs> top one hundred, starting with number one hundred. Um, mine is Doctor Detroit with mm. songs by Devo, Cutting Crew, and Haircut One Hundred. That was a quality movie, <clears throat> starring yeah. one Mr. Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, yeah. No, we're actually not doing one hundred. We're doing like the three, pretty standard, really. Um, yeah, the ones that, and you know we we said soundtracks, but I was thinking more of film scores, but it could be any soundtrack because I was thinking something like maybe like the Bodyguard soundtrack where a lot of people have it and I have it and I've listened to it a lot, but I don't really. I mean, I, I think of it as a soundtrack, but it's also not like a film score. Like you say, when you were studying, like there's sometimes that I'll put on a film score, oftentimes, and mm-hmm. it, you know, it makes me feel like I'm kind of watching the movie without having to listen to dialogue or actually walk it, watch it, so I can go about my business, you know. Yeah, I mean, The Bodyguard was, I think, one of, like, or still is one th- of the top so, selling yeah. albums of all time. Saturday Night Fever's up there, too, which mm-hmm. is another one I have, but I, that's another, you know, but those are one. Those are pop songs. They are pop songs. The Big Chill, things like that. Yeah. And those are sometimes really good. I mean... Yeah. I mean, all, uh, I don't think it's one of my favorite soundtracks, but I really love Ferris Bueller's Day Off, because there's so many good songs. Absolutely. Um... And actually, I was telling you earlier, I have some, like, save songs. One of them is, uh, as you know, I will record or find the sounds that I like, like I did in Final Fantasy VII when I recorded a song. Uh Um, I found the song that plays while they're in the the museum. It's just, like, kind of strings and, like, flutes. Okay. And I found that song, and I just really like it a lot. So, like, that movie reminds me of... You know, that one particular song stands out. Not that, like, the whole soundtrack is great, but that one song kind of reminds me of why I like that movie. Yeah. No, I like that part. With the, in front of the the, uh, the paintings and the that blue stained glass and everything. That's mm-hmm. fun, yeah. That's cool. No, yeah. That's, that's nice. I guess that, 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 that is the thing. That's one that has, like, half pop, half orchestral, which I think a lot of soundtracks do. I just downloaded the um, First Contact, the Star Trek First Contact soundtrack. And it has the Roy Orbison Ubi Doobie song and mm. the Steppenwolf's Magic Carpet Ride as two of the songs on the soundtrack, which I was like, oh, that's pretty cool that they actually spent the money to put those on there. So Was it the real version? Because didn't they play a cover version yeah, they in the a, movie? they played a cover version in the movie for to cheap out, which I thought it was like, you know, okay, whatever. Like, I totally get it. But the actual Steppenwolf recording is the one on the soundtrack, which is just crazy. So Maybe they got it later or something weird like that. I guess. I was like, why would you spring for it in the soundtrack and put it in the soundtrack if you're going to pay for the rights? I, I'm 
mean, I guess rights must cost different if it's on the soundtrack as opposed to... Who, you know, yeah, who the hell knows? Um, but yeah, I would say Gladiator, based on how much I've listened to it and I could like recite what was coming next wow. like, through memory... Yeah, and like, if I can, this I kind of like your wanna, number one. You jump right to number one. Right no, 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 it's not my number one. It's just like, it's one of my favorites, and I kind of lump it along with very similar soundtracks like Braveheart and Lord of the Rings. I mean, yes, they're separate, but they're all kind of the same. They're epic. all epics, epic, yeah, with a lot of, you know, cascading strings and all these freaking terms that I actually don't know what I'm talking about. But mm-hmm. you know, yeah, just epics that I, I can put on and relax to. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Uh, Lucas, who is my brother-in-law, has a massive record collection, and he has so many soundtracks. We were over there last night, and I just saw he has... He just got the Nighthawk soundtrack with Stallone. <laughs> yeah, I was like, dude, you got the Nighthawk soundtrack? He just got something else, too, that was, like, really obscure. And I was like, oh, man, you're crazy. But he has a lot of movie soundtracks. And I go through them sometimes and play a lot because they're just, like, so good. that To be like, oh, you got this one, you got this one. Mm-hmm. And then there's some duds, too. I, I, um, I have the Working Girl soundtrack, which I Carly Simon did a song for, and I think she won an, uh, maybe an Oscar for the song, hmm. but Grammy for the song, something like that. And that song is great, but the soundtrack sucks. It's horrible. And so I was like, oh, that's, that's disappointing. I mean, I didn't pay anything for it, but it's still. Yeah, that's a shame when a soundtrack only has, like, one good song. Yeah, yeah. But that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about soundtracks that have bomb.com songs, all kinds of songs you want to listen to, day or night. Yeah, top to bottom. You want to listen to the whole thing, not just a part. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Top to bottom. So go ahead. Any number number three? Go go um, number, go number three. Oh, we don't rank them usually. We just like say. Yeah, I mean, um, Gladiator and like those type of epics, like Lord of the Rings. Ugh, I listen to that a gazillion times too. Like that moment when Gandalf falls down. Like I know every single time, obviously, because like the music drops sort of, mm-hmm. and like I just feel the same way. I'm like, ugh, because that part, you know, it's emotional. Um, so like every time I listen to it, I felt it, and like I, I love that feeling. Um, but I guess a more modern one. I mean, that's pretty modern. What else has Howard Shore done? He did a couple similar type movies, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't know like his repertoire. Yeah, all that I mean, well. he's not like a Alan Silvestri or Danny Elfman who has like these like string of Hans Zimmer. Movies. Yeah, Hans Zimmer. Hans Zimmer. Hans Zimmer. Yeah. Yeah. He's kind of a hack too. But I don't know. No, he's not a hack. I take that back. I take that back. <laughs> <laughs> he's his movies. I think are lesser than than some of the other. But it's not the movie. It's him. You know, whatever. Yeah. Um, I really like the soundtrack for the movie Starman. And it's interesting. It's very somber and it's very like. Who does tonal. that one? Do you know who does that one? I don't think John Carpenter did it because he he did the music for other movies. Did he direct Starman? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, a lot of people kind of overlook that as one of his because it's not like typical horror. Yeah. Like it got nominated, I think, for some Academy Awards. I had no idea that John Carpenter directed that film. Holy mm-hmm. mackerel! Um, Learn something new. And it's just. I, I like that movie a lot have since, since I was a kid and that the music especially is one of the reasons for it like the song at the end like it's very repetitive and it just kind of has like I guess like four chords of high or however long it is eight chords of like these high notes and then it just goes like really really low again and it keeps going back and forth like that mm-hmm. for some reason I love it again I have it saved on my phone in case I just ever want to hear it interesting 
Yeah, um, and the whole movie is kind of like that. It, the music really fits the tone of the picture. And I love when music does that. There's been so many things I've seen recently where I start watching it, and maybe the, the acting is great, but like the music is terrible, and yeah. it's like very overpowering, and I'm like, I don't want to hear bad music over this. I mean, it really, it really makes or breaks a film, movie, either way, but mm-hmm. interesting. That's cool. So, do you want to do you want to have? I know we've said a few different soundtracks here, but do you want to do you want to say say one specifically that's that's one of your favorites? Like, you know what? It just popped into my head too, and you're gonna laugh. I'm, I'm sure I'm gonna laugh. But uh, Daft Punk's Tron Legacy soundtrack. That was a pretty cool soundtrack. Definitely, definitely it's phenomenal. I I've listened to that many many times as well. That's awesome. Yeah. No, I I thought it fit perfectly with the movie, and it was so cool in the movie. Mm-hmm. Especially, I like that movie. I think it, I don't know. People don't like that movie, or the movie kind of like faded, or I don't know what the problem with that movie is. But I liked it. Um, the soundtrack was excellent. And there's a cartoon that came out a couple years ago called Tron Uprising with a lot of really good. Um, actors in it like uh, Lance Hendrickson Elijah Wood uh, Mandy Moore um, Paul Rubens is in it anyway it was a really good story they got cancelled after one year but Daft Punk I think does music or at least like it's heavily inspired so it sounds virtually identical that's pretty cool Um, and I think like the director of Tron Legacy is one of the writers for it so it's very much connected with the movie so it had the exact same like feel Uh, and the music is phenomenal in the series as well. Very nice. Uh, so those are probably my three. What about yours? Wow. Just like that. Yeah. I mean, I didn't think they would come to so, that easily. Gladiator, Lord of the Rings, and Tron Legacy. That's what you're saying? Um, y- yeah, I guess. I mean, I I pick really Starman based on one song, and I, I can just really highlight that particular song, because the soundtrack for the rest of that movie is not, like, striking, but it, it just fits the movie so well that's mm. why I like it I kind of grouped Gladiator and Lord of the Rings together just because they're the same genre um, but yeah I would probably have to say those three wow interesting although and I'm sure you're probably going to mention this so I don't want to brush off brush off anything but I think one of my other favorites will be one of yours really yeah. I'm not so sure about that maybe not but we'll, we'll see I'm not so sure about that why don't you uh, regale us <clears throat> well you know what yeah, I, since, since this is a casual thing this isn't work or anything like that I like how you just kind of freeform like a bunch out there so that's kind of what I'm going to do so go for it um, uh, let's see well we actually haven't mentioned the biggest name in the, the, the elephant in the room the biggest name that we haven't mentioned yet um, Jonathan Williams mm-hmm. we, haven't, we haven't even talked about him yet his name doesn't even come up in this conversation. Yet. You know what's funny is he does so many wonderful things mm. that, like, he, he's like in his stupendousness he gets overlooked because because it's like a given. It's almost yeah, it's almost everywhere, and his stuff does kind of sound the same. His stuff sounds very much the same, but the the you know I think I think. Because I think the stuff that sounds the same is like his mediocrity when everyone else would just be bad. He's he's just mediocre to sounds because he's done so many. But the good ones are so head and shoulders above the rest that I think that he can get away with having the stuff, um, you know, come like I think that he can get away with having the the stuff that sounds like just you know Passover because there's it, it's totally different even there's a lot of cues that are the same I was thinking that on the way over here I was thinking about the Star Wars ones you know all of them and 
if there could be like they should release it like a CD like of the Star Wars greatest hits because that's what it really is. I have the Empire Strikes Back soundtrack at home. I listen to it a lot. I have Phantom Menace also, which mm-hmm. is pretty good. But it's well, it's like, got that fight scene. Well, that's what I'm saying. The the duel of the fates. Yeah. But I was thinking like duel of fates is awesome and like the Imperial March is awesome and training on Dagobah is awesome, but. You know, sitting in an asteroid field, not as awesome, you know? So there's a, there's a lot of parts where it gets really, really quiet for him, and he's just like, mm-hmm. like, like holding one note, and then it's like, and it's just, it happens all the time. When you listen to the Star Wars ones, you definitely notice it. Y- yeah, you know what's funny is he, much in Star Wars, but in a lot of movies, he kind of takes over the movie. Yeah. Like, yeah. if you I can didn't have his orchestra and you just watched Star Wars... That movie's probably a lot less intimidating, a lot less... Grandiose. Yeah, a lot less grandiose. And granted, most every single movie has that same yeah. issue. But his his work with like telling the story is just so utterly connected with the it way is. the acting plays out. And any good, you know... Um, what is he? <laughs> Conductor? Conductor, thank you. Composer. Yeah. He's a composer, yeah. Yeah. He's uh, both. Any composer, good, especially composer. movie soundtrack composer, has to know, like, this has to fit in. And that's, like, yeah. he's something he's done but he, He's so good forever. at it. He's like yeah. the Phil Jackson of doing that shit. Yes, he is. Phil Jackson, like, you just don't know how he does it. I mean, yeah. he just always had talent around him. It's true. But anyway, I mean, that's so, 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 so does John Williams. But I was thinking, like, so you think of, like, something like Jaws, and, like, everyone knows the Jaws theme, but is the soundtrack that memorable? No. I think the same thing of, like, Jurassic Park. Like, I love that movie. I've seen it so many times. And the theme is great, but I don't, like, I don't know the cues, like, in the movie. I know the movie way good, but I don't know what, like, music's playing in the background. But during the asteroid scene chase in Empire, or during, like, them going through, you know, the the snow, like, battle on Hoth, I know that music, like, the back of my hand, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's not because I've listened to it over and over again. I think it's just because... I, I, you know, I think Jurassic Park is like a miss for him, like quote unquote miss, you know. But oh, I, I love that soundtrack. No, I, but I don't think the soundtrack is I mean, the whole soundtrack is like whatever, you know. Because people don't talk about him like oh, they. But think of his work on Superman, which is in my top three. Oh, it is. That's what I'm getting at okay. here. The Superman, the movie soundtrack is phenomenal. I think it's one of his best ones. I mm-hmm. think it's better than Empire. I'm not going to say it's better than Star Wars, but I. I think it's so good we just watched that movie a couple weeks ago on the big screen and you know the opening scenes when it, when it's like coming down like and you can see like the dome on Christmas and it's like <laughs> and you know and it's just like all this stuff with Kal-El and the theme itself is maybe his best theme that he's like you know done it's just like it just it gets you you know it's just like yeah that's that's, that's, that's what that's what superman is i i can't think of of a more perfect personification of music to character or feeling of a movie than that you it's know? very classic too it it calls to mind stuff almost from like the 20s and the 30s like we're going to war boys it's just, uh, you know, know like latest news like it 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 feels modern and yet it feels like very classic at the same time and it embodied like Superman and America and it, it's it was, the whole thing it, yeah it was the whole thing I, I love that that theme and it really it chokes me up when I hear it and I see the you know the credits come up and they're swooping in mm-hmm. and like the last credit when it's like directed by Richard Jazz it like it revs you up I don't understand how a movie that's I mean I can't understand it obviously I'm not, I, I take that back but that movie is so old and there's been so many more like blockbusters here that movie 
amps me. I get so amped, even though I've seen that movie a million times, I'm just so excited to watch it over and over again. I don't, and I think that the soundtrack has a lot to do with Christopher Reeve has a lot to do with it, too. Yeah, I think a lot of new blockbuster-type epic movies or the superhero movies, they abuse the music a little bit much, and it's just loud. Oh, you know, the only couple themes, like, you know, genre themes, I'm going to say, that I remember... Um, Recently, like the new Star Trek theme is a little memorable, you know, for being yeah, for being like a new version of like a classic Star Trek theme. It like it is pretty memorable and it's not bad. So I do like that one. I'm not gonna say it's like my greatest like soundtracks, but the new Star Trek theme is pretty pretty nice. I like the what, what they've done, but you know, they they kind of slack. That the soundtrack for It Follows was awesome too. That's kind of like a side topic. Mm-hmm. Have you did you see that movie? We saw it no, two or three I- times in the theater and like they were blaring the music and it's just like. It's so appropriate. I, I think the music really helped with that movie's, uh, you know, word of mouth and things like that because it was just like, mm. like terror-inducing music for being. I mean, the movie's scary, but it's not like like scary at all. Yeah, the, if, if the music and the, the sound effects really help scary movies, oh, especially. Definitely. But that the, that one I think really works out. The screech, <clears throat> you know, like yeah. turning for no reason, kind of stuff. Yeah. So Superman the movie, John Williams is is one of mine. Oh, I must do a shout out before okay. you continue. Uh, did you ever listen to the Crow soundtrack? Um, I have actually. I don't have a copy of it, but I did. I know there's like a Stone Temple Pilots song on there and a Rage song on there, and mm-hmm. um, and a lot of smaller bands that just had a really good song. Yeah, the sound, Soundgarden might have a song on there too. I think actually they might. They might. I don't remember off the top of my head. I, I don't either. But like for a kid who was in the heavy metal, and then when the oh, yeah, came yeah, yeah, out, yeah. like man, that that's a cool that soundtrack. I think. Uh, White Zombie might have had a song on there too. I, I definitely don't doubt that. There was one by the Thrill Kill Cult. Uh, and some uh-huh. other odd band names like that. Mm. But uh, that was just a shout-out I wanted to put out there since I forgot. Nice. So Superman. Man, that's a good pick. Yeah. Yeah. That is good. I love that soundtrack. And, it, you know, it's funny. It's one I don't actually own. So I should I have to download a copy of mm. or something because I don't have it. And I would probably listen to it daily. So... <laughs> You know, I get you know I get those things with me. I have so many songs on my iTunes. I I do get into like phases where I will listen to an album in its entirety, like you know, twenty five days in a row or something like that. Yeah, I, I do that sometimes, I, or I just listen to the same kind of song. Like Spotify doesn't really mix my Willie Nelson uh, country <laughs> station all that well. It just kind of is like the same like. 50 songs over uh, and over again, but I'm enjoying those songs, so I'm like, eh, whatever. Yeah, we listen to, um, yeah, what's his name? Lucas had a, a record last night. We listened to Willie Nelson last night. He's um, great. I love Willie Nelson. Faces, faces, you know, faces and voices, and you know that, the, you know that song? What's it? It's not called Faces and Voices, it's called something like that. Shapes, I might shapes, have heard it. Shapes and changes. <laughs> That's how it goes, but it's, it's cool, but he had a copy, so we listened to that front and back last night. It was good. It was a good, good record. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll be back in two seconds after a word from our sponsors. Welcome back. We are live here at the Smallville, Kansas Superman Metropolis Memorial Museum in Smallville, Kansas. That's right. A memorial for both Superman and the city of Metropolis, which has suddenly disappeared from the face of the planet. Gone without a single trace of a trace. It's been three months since both Metropolis and Superman were last seen. We are starting to feel the very worst about the future of Superman and his life. But look there, Chuck. What do we see? Up in the sky. Ted, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman! Superman! 
Wow, that was a that was a cool news interruption we had. Just yeah, there. I don't know what it happened. It oh. happened over the internet somehow. Superman's hey, back. He's back and better than ever. Better than Brian Singer's Superman Returns. I like that movie. <sighs> I'm one of a few. Uh, that is a topic for another day. <laughs> there were you, definite flaws. You. <laughs> No, you could say there were definite good parts. You can't say there were definite flaws because the whole movie was a flaw. You could say there were definite good parts. You can't say there were definite flaws. That's being like a union worker where you don't take works, you take breaks. <sighs> anyway. All right. <laughs> so that was the Superman theme by Jonathan Williams, one of my top three favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't know about the second one. I'm going to do like you and just like muddle like 20 together as a second one. <laughs> okay. Tw- of what um, particular type of soundtrack? Is this a genre? Uh, well, I like the Star Trek VI soundtrack by Cliff Edelman. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's very dark and forbidding, and it's not like a, a standard Star Trek soundtrack. So I like that one a lot. Um, you know, uh, James Horner's Aliens Soundtrack is a mm. really good one. James Wonder did Star Trek doing two and three as well. Yeah, so Jerry Goldsmith did the first Star Trek movie and Star Trek Eight. Uh, I don't know. I like Star Trek soundtracks a lot, but I mean they're good. You know, they're very sweeping, good movie th- soundtracks. That's why they have a theme. Mm-hmm. Um, the Indiana Jones ones, I think, are another highlights for John Williams. Where the whole soundtrack kind of you know means something as opposed to just the Indiana Jones theme. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the whole soundtrack is really good. So. Right. But, I don't know. So I, I group, group those together with the Star Wars ones. With, um, you know, the, the 2001 soundtrack is pretty good, too, but that's a lot of, you know, classical music that's just put to, yeah. to a soundtrack. But it was used in such a such a good way. Um, the American Graffiti soundtrack by George Lucas. Any other science fiction picture soundtracks? Um, I was thinking about some on the way over. Like, Blade Runner I like a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the one I thought you were going to say. Yeah, no, I'm not going to say that one. I do have that one, and I, I listen to it from time to time, but I don't listen to it enough for me to be like, this is one of my favorites. You know, I listen to it, well, I have to be like kind of in a certain mood to listen, mood to, listen to it, um, but I do like it. Mm. Uh, what about um, Midnight Run? Well, we're getting to my, my number one pick here. The Midnight Run soundtrack is my favorite soundtrack. Oh, wow. And I have listened to it hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times. Um, Danny Elfman did it. Uh, Danny Elfman <laughs> of Pee Wee's Big Adventure fame and Beetlejuice and Batman, which I also listen to a lot. And, you know, did I say Pee Wee already? Yes, you did. Because I love the Pee Wee one so much. But, yes, the Midnight Run soundtrack, if you haven't, you know... F- Seek it out. You can get it off of iTunes, which is how I got it, because the you know the CD is out of print and it's tough to find. And I don't know about finding our record or whatever, because that would probably be impossible, honestly. But um, it's nice. It's like a like a Southwest country blues rock kind of soundtrack by Danny Elfman. The whole song, or I'm sorry, the whole soundtrack is instrumental except for the final song, which is a, you know a song that he sings. But it's just amazing that he did this and then did Batman, you know, next after this. But it's just so good and so fun. And if you're driving in the car anywhere you want to go, just put it on and listen to it, and it's fun. Plus, if you're a huge fan of the movie like I am, it takes you, like, right there to, like, the scene. Like, right there to the scenes. And it's like, who the fuck is the... Who's the fucking talk at the fucking... Oh, it's so good. It's so good. A half a million dollars of my money! Oh, I love it. I do remember liking that soundtrack. It's I, so good. Because uh, I've only seen the movie once. But that was uh, that was a good aspect of it, uh, and it's it's weird to think that he did that, and then he did Batman next. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Or at I, least even have... if he did it in the next couple of years, that's still yeah. like a huge transition. I know. 
for a composer to do. I know. Silvestri did. Um, Silvestri did Back to the Future and Predator too. Yeah, those are good. Those are good. Then I'm yeah. gonna like. Well, Predator soundtrack. The next fifty minutes are going to be this. Who did Terminator Two? I don't know. I don't really know soundtrack composers. I don't know that one off the top of my head. You know what? Another one is really, really good. I'm going to say two. I'm going to say two because I'm going to go like we're glue crunk lump and I'm who cares. But the Crocodile Dundee soundtrack is really good. It's really good. It's I've listened to it several times. It's awesome. And the Lethal Weapon soundtrack is really good too. I would say those two also. A lot of guitar in there. Yeah, it does. It kind of it kind of reminds me of of Midnight Run a bit, but I love it because the two cues are the guitar for Rick and the saxophone for Murtaugh. Mm. So even if you've never seen the movie and you know about like the two characters, it, like when you listen to the soundtrack, it instantly it's like Murtaugh's walking in the room because he's like it's like and it's like oh it's just like Murtaugh's like calm down buddy I'm gonna die in the toilet. I'm gonna die in the toilet. I came here. So. I'm method acting, just I like think Danny somebody Glover. might be offended by what you said, <laughs> dude. No, no, no. I'm not making fun of Danny Glover. I mean, I'm making fun of Danny Glover a little bit, but not any reason. But for you're just... making fun of Danny Glover, not any particular uh, uh, aspect uh, uh, of Danny Glover. Uh, 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 rig, rig, no, <laughs> yeah, but that's just how he is. He's always yeah. like, you know, like like stammering, but not in like a, a funny way, but just like you know, he's just like, uh, 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 put, put it down, rig, rig. <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's true though. I mean, but, it's pretty good. It's uh, a good that's funny. That's funny. <laughs> so yeah, Midnight Run is your your pinnacle yeah, soundtrack. I've listened. To, I've I really have. I've listened to it more than the Star Trek ones and Empire, which you know I listen to Empire a lot because it's the first one I bought when I was a kid or whatever. But um, uh, the Dirty Dancing soundtrack I've listened to uh, more times than I probably should admit as a man. But I've, I've listened <laughs> to that soundtrack many many songs many times. Um, the Wedding Singer soundtrack I've listened to a bunch. I mean, a lot of um, old classic movies too, like Casablanca. Yeah, oh yeah. I don't have. I, I honestly don't have too many of them in my collection, but they are sure. good. Yeah, I mean, we're children of our generation, children so we're not going to know everything. Of but, my generation. Yeah. Uh, I mean, even just like the old, you know, before the talkies. I mean, they relied on music. You know what? This is a good soundtrack, and I only thought about it because I watched like a little video on it the other day. But Willow. Movie mm-hmm. I haven't seen in a long time, but it's like you are great. Yeah, I need, I need to watch it. I haven't seen it in so long. That's such a good movie. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's what I got mm-hmm. on those on that on that soundtrack thing. Yeah, soundtracks very um, underappreciated. I don't think they're underappreciated. I think they're too revered, as a matter of fact. I think just the opposite. Because mm. I think I think um, a lot of people try to push their soundtracks on you as like, this is a soundtrack you should own for one of two reasons. Maybe the composer's well-known or the movie's big. Like, there's a lot of big movies with shit soundtracks and vice versa. You know, The Bodyguard's not the best movie ever, but the soundtrack is really good. Mm. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I just think that sometimes... Like, to say that you own the soundtrack of a movie is not something people usually look on as like, oh, you know what you're talking about with 
music. It's not like classical music. Or no, but it's the, it's interesting because it, yeah, it is yeah. even within like record record collectors and compact disc collectors and things like that. It's you know soundtracks are always kind of like the bottom of the barrel because mm-hmm. I think I think they appeal to the lowest common denominator. It's like oh, if you like movies, you can't like music and vice versa. But it's not true because so many um, you know so many. So many people like both. So I don't understand why soundtracks, because the soundtracks are good sellers and they continue to make them for almost every movie that comes out. So they, there must be some merit to it. But at the mm-hmm. same time, they're always like on the discount racks as like soundtracks. That's why I have so many, honestly, because people always like give them away for like a buck. And I'm like, yeah, I'll get. I just got the Dances with Wolves extended soundtrack. There's like 27 tracks on it. I haven't listened to it yet because I got it yesterday. But it's awesome for a buck. It was sealed. Yeah, I, it's. You can't really have movies without soundtracks. No. I mean, you can experiment and have some movies where you just don't need it as much. But yeah, that's true. Movies without soundtracks, I mean... You need something. It's, it's been around since before people talked. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it's it's not going to go away, and I think it deserves appreciation. I think so, too. Uh, Lawrence of Arabia's got a great, great soundtrack. I've never seen that movie, but I've heard some of the songs. Man, Lawrence of Arabia is like a, like a must-see, a, mm-hmm. a must-see movie. But I want to see it in the theater, because that's what I've heard, like, you have to see it in the theater, so I've been like, okay, I'll wait. That's true. The first time I saw it was in the theater, so I, I, maybe that does, it does, it was sweeping, to say the least. Mm. We just saw um, the, the Fantastic Beast Harry Potter movie. Hey, how was it? Uh, well, we saw it at the Los Feliz, mm-hmm. and those theaters are cool, because they're the narrow kind, with, like, kind of a smaller screen. Yeah. And it kind of makes you feel like you're in Mystery Science Theater because you can see people's like head silhouettes in front of you. Oh my god, you like so Lily hates that. She hates that theater. She never wants to go there because she just hates the. Yeah, I thought she said she hated it. I didn't does. understand why. She hates the small theater. She likes a nice big theater with like a nice like you know space space for your legs and all kinds of other fun stuff. So yeah, she does not like the Los Feliz Theater. We huh. we haven't been there in a long time. I forget what the last movie we saw there was. Um, I don't know. It was comfy for us. And I, yeah, I like no, I, I, she's, that's one of her things. She gets real on about things like that. But I, I generally don't notice. Um, if it's overly crowded or uncomfortable or sticky or whatever, I might notice. But I, I usually am like, whatever. I got a seat. I'm watching a movie. Yeah, I'm like, I'm, I'm chilled out. Yeah. I'm chilled out. <sighs> this is a good one too. We had we didn't even talk about this. Let's let's play this. Let's play this one for a second here. This one also is one that has a lot of a. Uh, you know, orchestration, but pop at the same time. I think a lot of movies of the the '80s, they like got that one song and they like latched onto it. Mm-hmm. You know, because the the Back to the Future soundtrack, as like I said, you know, was is great. You yeah, know? Huey Lewis, one of the biggest well, pop stars of his day. That's what I'm saying. But like the the soundtrack is also good too. With like the da 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 da, da, da. you know, it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I like it. I like this one too. This is another classic. If my phone ever decides to load. Here we go. Here we go. This is like my from my party song. Every time I like have like a party in my head, it's like. So that's it. Mm-hmm. We never introduced ourselves. Though. This is the Tunisia's experience. So we're gonna do it just like a movie. We're gonna have the credits at the end. After you've been blown away, it's just gonna like come up on the screen. Tunisia's experience. Yep. After you've been blown away. After you've been blown away. After you only needed one part of your seat, the edge, will we reveal who we are. Tunisia's experience. Not the Ghostbusters. No. Tunisia's experience. No, you're not going to call us, though. I mean, you could call us. Can we give our public de- telephone out on the, on the air? No. They can leave a comment, though, on the website. Mine is 612-897-4275. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Got it. <laughs> Mine is one 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 two 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 three 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 three. Uh, great. So give us a call. We'll be back next time from the Two Six Experience and Ray Parker Jr. We bid you adieu.